Hello, I'm Wayne, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast, sponsored by Baxter's Pickled Eggs. Great taste and impressive aerodynamic trajectory. On these podcasts, I look at the songs of Iron Maiden and my time listening to them growing up as a boy in 1980s Birmingham. I also have a look at the songs today and see if my attitude has changed towards them. This week, I'm looking at the song Die With Your Boots On, which is track four on the Peace of Mind album. On last week's show, I looked at Flight of Icarus and I had some feedback on it. I had a message from Rod Burton and he was quite surprised at my statement that I thought that Flight of Icarus was the worst sleeve to date that Derek Riggs had done. He says that he felt that Twilight Zone was the worst sleeve to date. And what did I think about this? Well, I think that's very nice. But podcasts are about opinions. And my opinion is that Flight of Icarus is the worst sleeve so far. I can see why Twilight Zone isn't popular. And I suppose that was also last minute, wasn't it? Derek Riggs was asked to do it. I'm sure that's quite a famous story. So yeah, I think a lot of people would agree that Twilight Zone is a weaker sleeve. But I quite like it. It's got Mickey Mouse in it. I've also had a message from Jane Tucker. And she was concerned that the band were betting using animals as currency. And this stems from the extract from Steve Harris's diary, where he said that him and Bruce Dickinson had a bet of a monkey about which single would go higher in the charts. Now luckily, a monkey, in this case, is Cockney rhyming slang for £500. Which is strange, because monkey doesn't rhyme with £500. It's not even an assonant rhyme. So I might have to ask Trevor about the background to this. But anyway... The good news is, Iron Maiden weren't exchanging animals for silly bets. I've had a few comments from listeners who were quite surprised that I didn't go overboard in my praise for Flight of Icarus, and I said at the end it probably wasn't in my top 10 songs or top 10 singles by the band. Now thinking about it, there are better songs that have been released as singles, but maybe if I was to analyse it deeply, some of those songs may not be as good as a single choice as Flight of Icarus. So maybe I was a bit hasty in my comments last week and I may do an article on the Ko-Fi site explaining this and maybe do a top 10 Iron Maiden singles where Flight of Icarus might get in there. But anyway, thank you for feedback, whether you've liked a post, retweeted or commented. It all helps to know that people are listening. Anyway, this week I'm looking at Die With Your Boots On and it starts very abruptly, without warning. Everyone comes in at once, except Bruce who's probably having a glass of water after that long scream he was doing at the end of Flight of Icarus. But everyone else comes in at the same time. Nico, Dave, Adrian and Steve. The song seems quite standard at first. Just, you know, a general Iron Maiden feel or mood. Not really anything special. And there's a bit of a gallop in it, which is hinting at the trooper, which is coming next. And it's sort of like an appetiser for the trooper. If you're one of those people who listens to my podcast but you don't like Iron Maiden and you don't know the songs very well, you're probably thinking, Die With Your Boots On. That's a silly title, isn't it? And I'd agree with you. And I agreed with you at the age of seven. I didn't own any boots as a boy. I had a pair of Gola trainers, some Clark shoes and some school pumps, which I used in PE. These were like black plimsolls. I couldn't wear trainers at school for PE, so that's where these school pumps except on the sports day, where I forgot it, so I had to wear the Clark shoes that day. I did have a pair of Wellington boots, though, which only came out in emergencies or when we went on trips to Cannon Hill Park. Thinking about the song, I always worried when I wore these Wellington boots that I might die with them on. This is silly, of course, 
But when I went to Cannon Hill Park, I used to have anxiety about being attacked by a swan or a stray cricket ball. And then, of course, like the song, I'd die with my boots on. There was another silly song that was heavy metal with boots in the title that I knew when I was a boy. And this was called Fairies Wear Boots, which was by Black Sabbath, although I heard it on an Ozzy Osbourne live album. Again, a silly title. And I don't think he was literally saying that fairies wear boots. I think it was some sort of vision that was brought upon by using drugs. It's not clear why boots are mentioned when you look at the first verse. It says, another prophet of disaster who says this ship is lost. Another prophet of disaster leaving you to count the cost. What they've done there is a clever play on words using the word prophet, which means someone who can see in the future. And then prophet, which means a, a monetary gain. But it's spelt the same on the lyric sleeve. Prophet with a PH in the middle. I don't know many prophets. There are prophets in the Bible. But I think the prophet here is Nostradamus, who was a man who made lots of predictions in the olden days. And he was from France, which ties in with the lyric, the French man did surmise. And surmise means to imagine or infer on scanty evidence. So it sounds like Bruce Dickinson, the lyric writer, is sceptical about prophets and what they say will happen in the future. Even though people say that Nostradamus predicted the plague, Donald Trump and Aston Villa winning the European Cup, a lot of people poo-poo what he says and say it's vague. It's a bit like critics of astrology and people who read star signs. When I was a boy, I used to read my star sign. I'm a virgin. And I used to look at what would happen to me in the week ahead. I used to read an astrologer called Mystic Meg. And she's still alive. She's 78, and yet she still looks the same as she did in the 1980s and 90s. She's a cross between Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and that woman in Pulp Fiction. So I took it quite seriously. But I see now that Bruce Dickinson doesn't. And I probably agree with him now. So it talks about these prophets taunting us with visions and afflicting us with fear. This sounds a bit like the modern day media, doesn't it? Who perhaps scaremonger with their stories and lead us to suspect people of things that they aren't doing or hate each other. But he says that the truth of all predictions is always in your hands. So that's nice. That suggests that you control fate. But what's this got to do with boots? I think Bruce Dickinson's just saying, we're all going to die anyway, so why not die with your boots on? I don't think he's saying this in that if you're going to be found dead, you need to look stylish. I think it's to do with the military. And it's about army boots. So all of this turmoil in his mind when he was writing these lyrics. If I was in Iron Maiden at the time, I'd have probably put my arm around him and given him a pep talk. So looking at the lyrics, I think they're quite good. But sadly, I don't think the song is that good overall. And that's because of the chorus. It's like a call and response thing. Bruce says, if you're going to die, and then Steve and Adrian, I presume, say, if you're going to die, back to him. So they're just sort of having a conversation or repeating each other. I feel these backing vocals ruin the song a bit. They sound a bit silly. I think it sounds a bit like the Muppets are in the background. In fact, if the Muppets were in the background, it might improve it. Let's find out. 
of the momentum has been lost with the chorus. I quite like the bridge bit, the change into that, where it suddenly says, no point asking when it is. I quite like that change, that's good. But then the chorus, just, uh, I want to give up. The first solo is good though. You can hear Steve Harris playing the bass guitar with very high notes. In fact, there's two solos in the song, so it's almost like the band know the chorus was weak, and they're compensating with all these extra bits. I feel like it's got these extra parts because it's written by three people. Adrian Smith, Steve Harris and Bruce Dickinson. That's three writers, and that's not happened before, unless you count the credits for Sanctuary, which were changed later on. There's a phrase that says, Many hands make light work. So maybe it was quite an easy process. But then, there's another phrase, Too many cooks spoil the broth. I don't understand these sayings, because they conflict each other, so I'm not sure what to believe. If Die With The Boots On was a broth, then it would be a, a watery chicken flavour, with herbs in it that repeat on you when you burp later. Now it's time for... Dave Morey Fact of the Week. Hello. I found Dave Morey's address in Hawaii the other day, but the four-bedroom house isn't on Google Street View, which is quite annoying because I can't see it. I have to stand at the gates just before the complex or on the nearby golf course. This is disappointing, but this isn't the fact of the week. Doing a bit more research, I can see that the home value has increased by 6% in the last 30 days, so that'll please him. So join me next week for... Dave Morey Fact of the Week. I feel that this is the weakest song on the album so far, and that might not be a surprise, because the three songs so far have been good. Recently, I had someone say that, why should they listen to the Gangland episode, because it was such a bad song, and I argued that Women in Uniform was probably worse than that. I'd say Die With Your Boots On is down there with those songs, and that might seem controversial, but after rediscovering these songs, there's not much between them. I don't think Gangland's as bad as it's made out. I saw this song live in 1988 at the Birmingham NEC, and these were the shows that were recorded for the Made in England video and album. I was stood quite close to a camera. I was in row F on the Dave Murray side of the stage. I believe that they used the footage for this song from the night that I wasn't there, because you would have heard me groaning when the song started. Might have sounded a bit like this. It was last played live in 2005 on the Eddie Rips Up The World tour. It's sort of come and gone a bit in the tours. It was on the World Peace tour, of course, but then it was dropped for the next two. It was brought back for the UK dates of the seventh tour of the seventh tour, which is where I was. It wasn't played on the other shows in other countries, so I'm not sure why that was. But that, Still Life and Killers, replaced The Trooper and Two Minutes to Midnight, and Wrathchild. So we got different sets in the UK. I don't know if we got a better deal or not. OK, let's take a break. It's Steve Harris's diary. It's Steve Harris's diary. It's Steve Harris's diary. It's Steve Harris's diary. May 1983. Flight of Icarus did okay as a single, I suppose. Glad I won that bet with Bruce anyway. I bought a spanking new stereo sound system with the winnings. H says I should have got on with a compact disc player, but I'm not sure they'll catch on. It's good to be back in the UK this month to kick off the tour. It's gone well. 
We played seven of the new songs and they've gone down a storm. Peace of Mind's now out. I suppose it's getting pretty good reviews overall. It's hard to follow up the last album. It's got to number three in the charts. We're disappointed not to get the top spot again. But Michael Jackson's thriller, that seems to be everywhere. I can't see him playing at Al or Bradford. We tried to give Def Leppard a call while we're over here. I fancy the game of football. No answer though. It's probably because last time we played them, we were seven up at half time. Oh, that reminds me. I'm out of fizzy pop. Looking forward to next month. Got a new single out. It's Steve Parrish's diary. It's Steve Parrish's diary. It's Steve Parrish's diary. It's Steve Parrish's diary. Steve Harris's diary is sponsored by Seven Up. I feel that even though I admire the lyrics in the verse, it's the bits in the chorus that means I can't take the song seriously. Bruce's section between the solos has got some nice tricks, vocal and some notes that he does. But again, he's just saying, die with your boots on. I also feel that the solo after this, the second solo, should lead then to the end of the song. It should sort of not fade out, because I Maiden don't do that very often, but it should sort of just wind down and then end. But then after this, they add another bridge and a chorus, which to me is overkill and adds nothing except annoyance. So to me, it's a bit of a filler at the end of side one, and it would put me in a bad mood. At the time, I'd have probably wondered whether to turn the record over or not, or maybe go and watch the Sooty show on the teller. Sooty was a much-loved bear. He was a puppet, and he didn't speak a lot, but he managed to communicate and get things done in other ways. This reminded me a bit of Trevor. I had a sooty puppet, but I was never asked to perform a puppet show at my mum's Tupperware party, which is a fact that still saddens me today. Anyway, the good news was, luckily, I did turn the record over, as there are some great songs on side two, which I'll come to in future weeks. Right, I'm going to give Trevor a ring now, see what he thinks about the song. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Trevor, how are you doing? I'm alright. I'm a bit disappointed after last week's show. Why is that then? You had quite a lot of time. Uh, you, had, you had the chance to speak and do things. Yeah, but when I listened back, it sounded like you mentioned the time when I climbed on the school roof. Oh yeah, that's right. I meant to ask you about that. Well yeah, but the way you talked about it was as if I was being silly, just climbing on the roof for no reason and jumping down. And that's not the story, is it? What do you mean? Well, I climbed up on the roof to get your Star Wars figures back that someone had thrown up there. I think it was Thomas Spencer. Okay. Yeah, so I climbed up the roof for you, and you've forgotten this. All right, Trevor, I'm sure I thanked you at the time. Um... No, you didn't. You let me get into trouble, and then you accused me, remember? And that's why I did the poem Innocent Exile, which is in my forthcoming book. Oh, I see. So it was all a ruse to mention your book, was it? No. That was a true story about the Star Wars figures. But yeah, as it happens, my book's going to be out this week. Good. Yeah, I'm sure everyone knows this. Regular listeners probably are fed up of you mentioning it. But yeah, I suppose now is the time. So this week, Trevor's poetry book is out online. Um, as I record, I don't know how, what he's doing. So what are your plans for it? Well, it's going to be on the Ko-Fi page. There's a shop now. It's going to be called Trevor's Special Shop. And I'm going to sell all sorts of things. I'll start with books, and then I might move on to other items, bric-a-brac, and things I've made. Well, I don't want this to overshadow the podcast. 
obviously I'll be approving anything that goes on there, so don't be thinking you can make things out of papier-mâché and just sell them. I don't want any old rubbish on there. All right, well, anyway, so hopefully, well, people should just check us on social media, and I'll, I'll provide the links later, and uh, people can work out how to buy the book that way. Yeah, it'll be a good Christmas present for somebody, somebody special. Yeah, all right. Um, anyway, Die With Your Boots On. Um, how do you feel about the song? Well, we didn't like it as boys, did we? We thought it was a bit silly, but um, I quite like it now. I think it's grown on me. I like the the lyrics. I think they're a bit general and vague, so you could interpret them how you like. Ironically, a bit like a prophet's predictions. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's good. So you, so you like the song now? Yeah. And it's a bit like my poetry, isn't it? You can sort of interpret it in different ways. Although my poetry isn't vague, I think it's very clear. Yeah, well, OK. Well, as we're on the subject of poetry, I suppose you've got a poem for me this week. Yeah, but first of all, can I voice in public my disappointment that there was no Halloween special? You can voice this in public, and you just have. Um, but it's gone now, hasn't it? It's November. Well, technically it isn't, because we're talking in October. But I suppose the show's out in November, isn't it? Can we just get on with a poem, please? Yeah, OK. Here it is. Here I sit. Pressed white shirt, tie, with my boots on, and I watch the panel. Three judging faces. I don't understand their questions. I am naked, and I vomit porridge onto the table. Okay, um, so you've said you've got a tie with boots on, so it's tie with my boots on. Is that the title? Well, I don't tend to have titles, but yeah, that's my twist. Okay, so uh, what, you're in front of a panel. So what? What is it? Uh, another restraining order? No, it isn't. It was a job interview. Oh right. Have you had a job interview lately? Yeah, I've had to have a few. Have you not seen what the government are doing? No. Well, yeah. Anyone in the arts is being encouraged to retrain and get a different job. So I'm sort of voicing my concern about having to go through interviews. Right. Well, I, I don't want this getting political. Well, it's, it's not. I'm just stating a fact. And I'm uh, in the arts, aren't I? I'm a poet, so I can't get an income. I'm going to have to retrain. So, yeah, okay, so is this a, a real story then? Was this a. I mean, surely you didn't vomit porridge in a job interview? Well, yeah, maybe I exaggerated a bit, but it was tense. What sort of job was it? It was with farm foods, just pushing the trolleys. Okay, well, did you get the job? No. All right, well. Uh... Okay, so I suppose it's quite a sad, sad poem. Yeah, I guess. It's a waste of porridge. I'm enjoying that now it's getting cold. All right. Do you have milk or water? I have milk. Do you have sugar or salt? Well, even though I like salted popcorn better, I have to have sugar in porridge. Because you only have salt in porridge if you use water. Oh, I didn't know there were rules. Yeah, there is. Okay, so, well, thanks for your poem. Um, thanks for your thoughts. Um, so, by the time this goes out, your shop might be open? Well, it'll be open in, in the week after the, the podcast, so, yeah, early November. There isn't a celebrity to open it because it's an online shop, so I don't need a ribbon and scissors. But maybe I'll have a Twitter launch party. Maybe we could invite people, some celebrities. Maybe, but, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. If we just put it out there, see if it sells any copies, and then go from there. Well, I've done a limited edition 
I'll have a few that are signed and then there'll be first editions. And then after that, if there's a demand, I'll print some more. Good. Okay. Well, well thank you very much for your feedback. And uh, we'll speak next week. We're on the Trooper next week. So that'll be good. Yeah, looking forward to that. Okay. Thanks, Wayne. Bye. Okay, you can follow me online. I'm at Wayne Maiden on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook. I've got a Ko-Fi page, co-fi.com forward slash wimp. And it's there that you'll probably be able to get Trevor's book if you're interested. I've had a message from Freddie Marks, and he's just been listening to the Wrathchild episode. And he was delighted by the dance moves. So it's nice to bring that back up. Um, But he was wondering if there'd be any more dance moves in future episodes. And the answer is, I don't know. I don't remember doing any other dances with Trevor. But of course, when I come to do the episodes, sometimes they bring back memories that I'd forgotten about. Sometimes for good reasons. And for a few days after the episode, I get quite depressed. I've had a message from someone called Not Trevor. And he says, why wasn't there a Halloween special? And I hope this doesn't mean that you're going to pull out and do a Christmas special. Well, okay, I'm, I'm sorry about the lack of Halloween special, but... I didn't see the point. I'm doing the songs in order. There might be a few bonus episodes thrown in. Um, there's been one through Ko-Fi, funnily enough. Um, and yeah, I'll do a Christmas one. But generally, I don't want to have out-of-sequence episodes. I might have a break after Christmas and throw in a few bonus ones then before starting on Power Slave. But we'll see. You know, there's plenty of time yet. In fact, it's quite sad that there's only five more songs, an album review show and a Christmas special. And then we're at the end of the year. Although some people might be glad we're coming to the end of the year, because it's not been a good one. Apart from the fact that we've now got Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast in the world, which is cause for celebration. I had a message from Alejandra, and she said that Flight of Icarus is a favourite Iron Maiden song, so she was looking forward to the episode. I was quite nervous about this, but she said she enjoyed it, so that was good. Although she did point out that it wasn't Icarus who made the wings, but it was actually his father, called Dadilus. So I must apologise about the error and uh, I must apologise for the fact that I'm apologising a lot lately about some historical facts that I've been getting wrong. I'm a bit nervous about doing The Trooper next week because that's about the charge of the Light Brigade which I believe was a real battle and not just a poem by Tennyson. So anyway, that was uh, Die With The Boots On and unlike Trevor, I don't think I've warmed to this song. There's always something in the back of my mind that prevents me from liking it fully. And this is sad. But we can't like every Iron Maiden song. Everyone's obsessed with lists. Maybe this is in my top 10 least favourite Iron Maiden songs. I'm not sure that's true, because I have done quite a few stinkers that are worse than this. But obviously so far, this is down there with some of those weaker songs. Anyway, The Trooper next week, and uh, that's up there certainly with the, the best Iron Maiden songs. So hopefully I'll be in a bit more positive mood next week. I think people get annoyed if you don't like the songs. Or if you disagree with their opinions. Because there's going to be someone out there who loves Die With The Boots On. And maybe they want to put their arm around me and give me a pet talk. But we can't touch each other at the moment because of Covid. So, so just send me a message instead. Nights are getting dark now, aren't they? Autumn. Cold. Hope Dennis Stratton's alright. Anyway, I'll uh, hopefully speak to you next week. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.